What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Listen up, hockey fans. You're in the right place. And no holds barred debate between two hockey fans. Stay up to date with current NHL news, even the controversial. Welcome to the Debate Hockey Podcast with your hosts, Brad Brood and Blake Friars. Good evening and welcome to the Debate Hockey Podcast, episode 173. I am the host of the show, Brad Brood. Join alongside my co-host, Blake Friars. Blake, this was a quick week. It seemed like it flew by. It seemed like we just did this, didn't it? Just a couple yeah, of days well, ago? even went by more fast when... I was on the road down in the Kootenays all week. <laughs> yeah, you sound uh, like you're in a tunnel right now. I don't know. You why. hear me? Yeah, I can hear you, but it's just okay. We'll get it figured out here. All right, but yeah, it was uh, it was a quick week. Um, I did watch episode one of Love Is Blind just because you requested it. Um, you watched what? One episode of Love Is oh, Blind. Yeah. Thoughts? I'm gonna sound really shallow on this one. Why? Because they're just not as good looking this year. Um, Am I wrong? Yeah, there's and there's a, like there's a couple good looking ones, but the, uh. and I'm really confused. I'm really confused. There's like freaking sixty of them. It seems like no. There's only there's only uh, twenty. Do they like whittle down or something here? Like it just seems. I don't know. Like, like it seems like there's a lot of them this time, and it seems like last year there was like eight or six. Just no, seems six. Seems like a shit ton of them. They need to get rid of some. It's the same. Not everyone gets engaged, though. I hope not, because that is like the dumbest way to get engaged in the whole history of the world, is not? <laughs> yeah, kinda. I can't even believe I watched this show, but that's what COVID did. It made yeah, me watch stupid shit. Don't watch stupid shit because we had so much time. Yeah. Saturday night, Calgary, Colorado. Did you watch this game? No, I had a game. I I didn't. I didn't get to catch that one. Full playoff mode. Super fast. Back Who won and the forth. game? I don't even know. Calgary won in overtime, four to three. Bo- um. Oh yeah, Johnny Contract Year scored the winner. Yeah, but because Elias Lindholm went and freaking made a great play. Stole the puck. I saw. I I saw the uh, Colorado's tying goal. McKinnon. That was. Goudreau went down on a breakaway, and McCarr took it back. They went down on three on one or whatnot. Calgary didn't even play Markstrom. They played Vladar. Yeah. And uh, Kemper got chased. Which yeah, might, th- but like might have been premature though. But they were down three two. I know. I I didn't get it either, but. Uh, I don't know about that one. Nathan McKinnon, by far the best player in the National Hockey League. By far. He is he is the most dynamic player that I that I that I've watched this year. He can do everything. He is freaking intense. He's physical. He's off do everything. In terms of difference makers though, I think no. I think there's an argument for Makar. Oh problem. Probably McCarr's probably number two. 
McDavid's probably one. not even in the top three. Yeah, like, like if I McK- like if I had to five would probably be uh McKinnon, McCarr, uh Matthews, uh McDavid. This isn't an order. Um that's four and then maybe like Barkov or Dry Yeah, one of those two. One of those two. Like I don't know. I mean that, I just think would probably be my five. I mean, you, you of course, should have Patrick Lyon in your top five, though. For no? sure, for sure. I love his skating. Um, I just, I don't know. I watch Nathan McKinnon, and I, every time I watch him, I'm like, shit. I don't yeah. want to play them in a series because that guy is just freaking. Well, you already, you already been there, done that shit, eh? Yeah, we're doing it with a. Nah, you got a bit, you got though. a bit better goalie than uh, Mikey Smith. Though. Yeah, and a bit better team def- <laughs> defensively, and uh, yeah, we got a little better team. UND, University of North Dakota, I got to throw out the hometown here. They uh, third straight Penrose Cup, NCHC champions again for the third straight year. So uh, NCAA playoff hockey starting next week. So uh, that'll be interesting and fun to watch. I wish it was more than one game and you're out when you get into the final 16, but I guess that's how it works. But um, big news out of Vancouver. I'm sure they're feeling really, really good. Or maybe really, really bad as uh, Ulevi was put on waivers by Florida and uh, claimed by Detroit. And he was a higher draft pick than Matthew Kachuk. How does that make you feel today, Blake? We're not going to talk about that. I know. I'm just trying to get your blood uh, pressure up. I I, I got to do something, right? I got to I got to do uh, something. Well, I'll just say that uh, Jim Benning won that trade. Now we can say that, right? What uh, trade? Julio Lamico. Been playing pretty well for the Canucks, fourth line center. Yeah. Part of uh part of one of the best fourth lines in the NHL. Oh God. Are you Tyler Mott, Lamico, and Highmore. Really good fourth line. Let me let me let me let me just preface. Not by the saying this. best, but they're up. There. When they make the playoffs, then you can start categorizing them with other teams. Because right now you can't categorize them. At all, because then I'll have to write throw that your third pair it's defense might be the worst in the league. It's like we're talking about like, I feel like we do like a Canucks update every week. Just we to, do like, just to, no, I know because I like raising your blood pressure. It's good for your health. Yeah, but I mean, did you see the stat on JT Miller? Yeah, he's, he's probably the only one. player, only player in the league this year to have three separate eight game point streaks. It's pretty cool. Yeah, he's been and good. He's only like. Player ever to do it in the history of the league, and your team's talking about trading them. I, I don't know. <laughs> they always do this, like right. It's either like right before the deadline, they'll go on a little heater, and then after the deadline passes, they'll lose. Or if they're losing and they're like already out of the playoffs, they'll win a bunch of games and screw their draft. Well, so draft do you, what, like, I don't know. I don't know why you like this team. I, I don't. I don't. Three questions you're going to love tonight. You're going to love. Uh, all Canucks three questions. It is. It oh, is. Can't it's, wait. I, it's, it's going to be amazingly fun. Can't uh, wait. It's going to be great. Today on the show, we're going to talk about Ovechkin and the criticism criticism he's taken. And I just don't understand why he's taking criticism. But we'll talk about that. We'll talk about the Blackhawks and how they've got a new general manager. And what direction are they going to go? Are they going to trade Kane or Taze or What's going to happen in Chicago? And then we'll talk about, we'll go around the league, talk about uh, Cooper getting ejected, the Jets. Teams are looking for goalies. Um, teams moving up and down, i.e. 
the Minnesota Wild and the LA Kings. And we'll talk about Elias Lindholm, who, uh, yeah, is setting uh, the scoring charts on fire in the National Hockey League. All right, Blake, let's talk about this a little bit. Is this week, Alexander Ovechkin kind of came under the freaking magnifying glass. And I, it surprised me, to be honest with you. I I didn't see this coming as, you know, the heat intensifies as Russian advances uh, even more and more in the invasion of the, of the Ukraine. And uh, unfortunately, that's what we're dealing with in the world now. So at least it stopped COVID, I guess, if there's a bright thing. But I it just, it's crazy that in, in 2022, we're, th- we're talking about war. But we are. Yeah. Um, yeah. But it is surprisingly, you know, you wouldn't think it would affect hockey, but it does because hockey is probably the, one of the most international pro sports that there really is um, yeah. with players from numerous, numerous different company, co- companies, countries. Um, yeah. But Russian players are in a real difficult situation as um, the Russian government has come out and said that if people are talking negatively, um, if Russians are talking negatively about the attack on Ukraine, it's uh, classified as fake news um, and they can be punished up to 15 years in prison. Um, <laughs> I I don't understand this, but I guess this is what you get in a communist country, right? Um I guess we're kind of dealing with uh, that in the U.S. and Canada in a much lower level scale, but we are. Um, but this is scary. Um, it's it's put some of the Russian players in in difficult situations in the league. Um, were you surprised that um, now there's reports of fans and uh, people targeting Russian players in a negative way? Yeah, well, we kind of talked about this. What was it last week? I slightly touched uh, on it, but it's changed a lot since then. When we talked about like Russians, got to be careful what they say because they still got a lot of family back there, and I mean that affects what you can and can't say. Like the reason why Ovechkin's under the microscope is because of how much he supported him in his election in 2017, and kind of supported him and. There's numerous uh, articles and and uh, stuff on social media that shows Ovechkin like publicly supporting him. So I mean, that's that's kind of why he's under the microscope. But and yeah, he's it, be- it's and unfair. He, and he's one of the best players in the get, league. Like, death threats and and whatnot. Like that's that's unfortunate. But I mean, like 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 Ovechkin said in his press conference, it's just a tough situation to be in. Like I, I don't think Ovechkin. Like, there's no way he would have knew about what Putin's going to do. He just, like, supported his friend. But, like, I, I don't know. Well, I mean, I I mean, do I like the fact that he supported Putin or even if he, he still does? No. I mean, that's because it's different than my opinion. But it is his country and it is, it is, a, it is his it's opinion. His so yeah. I don't know that we should be able to, or we should, in right justice, crucify him. And now he's lost his CCM sponsorship. Um, the Capitals pull a stupid one and say you can't have Ukraine flags in the arena. 
Like, why would they yeah, even meddle uh, in Ukraine that? Ukraine and Russian flags. But I don't. I mean, why do you? Why? Why? Why you say anything? Like, why stir the pot? Like, why bring up more shit? Like, I don't. I don't understand think Ovechkin that. lost his CCM. They just are just not advertising him right now. Oh, uh, he's not. Like, getting, he's he, not getting paid. They've cut ties with him. It says. Hmm. I didn't see that part. So I, I don't. I mean, I don't know if that's right either. I mean, no, I don't agree with his stance um i don't agree with him supporting him but it is his prerogative though right because we're allowed to have an opinion and that's one of the things i feel like in this country that is kind of being taken away from people and um alexander ovechkin is one of the best players in the league and that's one of the reasons why he's under the microscope because he's probably the well he's the best russian in the league um a lot of russians have kept very silent about it um, some have been vo- vo- very vocal. Uh, Zadorov posted a, a post on his Facebook or Instagram or something that just said "No War." Um, yeah, Ovechkin kind of went the opposite way as uh, he put a. Oh, Ovechkin said "No War" too. Yeah, but he also posted his profile picture on Instagram as him standing next to Putin too. So, gosh, I don't know. Um, I will defend him on this one, though. Is I just don't think it's right for us to attack him. Um, yeah. I don't know why. Um, I think it's partly because he's so damn good. I think people are are, are <laughs> you know people in other markets aren't going to like Ovechkin because he's a, he's a rival or whatever. And but I hope that we could be bigger than that as a society. Is I mean, there's tons of different things going on in the league with um, they've stopped all sponsorship, any web traffic um, to Russia. Um, no Russians in international play as of now, according to the IIHF. The CHL bans teams from drafting Russian kids. Um, and NHL 22 removes Russian teams, which I don't know. What the fuck. I'm sure Putin is like heartbroken over that. I mean, I just don't understand how any of that really affects the situation because the only ones that it's punishing are the, are the Russian players. Um, it's yeah. not punishing their government. Their government doesn't care. Um, it just, it's crazy. And one of the reasons I wanted to talk about this is because me and you have bantered back and forth um, a ton about him chasing Gretzky's record. Yeah. And, you know, we've joked back and forth as I've said, it's for some reason it's not going to happen. And you said it would, it was going to happen. And <laughs> I hope to hell this isn't the reason it doesn't happen. Um, yeah. But does this damper the chase? Uh, I don't think so. I mean, he's fourth in NHL scoring with thirty-four goals. Like he's still, he's still producing. Like he's, he's two not- away from third place. He's just last night um, against the Kraken scored his seven hundred and sixty-fourth goal. Yeah. Yager's at seven sixty-six. Gordy Howe's at eight hundred one, and and Gretzky's at eight ninety-four. Yeah. Um I guess I always envisioned this in the Being future a record that would never be broken. No, not even that. I've always envisioned this as this is going to be the the Sosa Maguire chasing mantle or not mantle, Maris in home runs in baseball. How? There's well, there's nobody chasing Gretzky with him. How can that be the same? I said it's the same. It's a guy chasing a record. 
Oh yeah, but like you said, McGuire and Sosa. Like, that's well, they just happened to be two of them chasing oh. one guy. Yeah, it's just yeah. dumb luck that there was two of them at the same time. Yeah. Um, and I look. Have you, ever, at, have you ever seen that documentary? Yeah. It's a really I, good. I watched a lot of it because I'm I was a Roger Maris fan because he's from Fargo, North Dakota. Yeah. Now. Did not know. <laughs> what? Did not know that. Yeah, Roger Maris is from Fargo. He's buried in Fargo. Um. You obviously didn't watch the documentary because they talked about it a ton in there. That he's from Fargo? Yes. Watch them. Watch the movie 61. Is it on Netflix? I don't know. It's it's a great movie. It's about Sosa and McGuire chasing. It's, the movie is about Roger Maris getting the record. And then there's, at the end, they talk about, the documentary talks about like those two chasing Maris. But anyways, I look at what that did to baseball. And when those two were chasing him, baseball was very relevant. Yeah. And very, very big. I mean, ESPN was cutting into games when he would come, when, when they would come up to bat. And I was right. wondering and envisioning here in a few years when Ovechkin yep. came close, was this going to be a mammoth spike for the National Hockey League? Good. And I looked at that and I, and I thought I would love that. Um, I'm not a person that doesn't want people to break records. And honestly, my well, records I, are made to be broken. The, my time that I've been around Ovechkin, um, my first experience with Ovechkin was watching him in the, in the world juniors in grand forks. And, um, when Crosby beat him and I thought Ovechkin was a little baby, Ovechkin was 18. Um, my experience of watching him in Washington is that he's always been a, a class act. He's a hard-nosed player. The guy can do everything he, he hits. Um, he was a shitty defensively, and he's changed his game, and I respect the hell out of him for that because he's a lot better player, and I, and I respect him. He's got a probably the most prolific shot in the league's history. And do I think he was going to break it? I, I always said no, and, and, I, and I meant that. I, and do I think he is now? I, I don't know, man. But I hope when I said I didn't think he was going to break it and me and you go back and forth on our banter, um, it wasn't because I wanted this to be part of it. Yeah. And the fact that where do we go with Russians in the league is Hasek screaming again on social media about how the NHL hasn't um, kicked the Russians out of the league. Um, I don't know. Does something like that, as crazy as it sounds, ever happen? No, I can't. I I can't see that happen. I mean, well, what if it's, what if it escalates more? Escalates more to where, I mean, we're involved and Canada's involved and the states and everybody. And I, I just, I don't know. I mean, I just don't know where this ends up. I'd like to think that it would be over in a couple of weeks, but unfortunately, I don't, I don't see that happening. I try to stay out of the politics, so it's just like, well, war is not politics, dude. No, I'm mean, like, like all that stuff. It's just like, it's news. I know. But War is not uh, politics. War is news. And uh, it, it's affecting every one of us. And well, I mean, gas prices have been yeah. up to 180. It's like That's because Canada and the U.S. are stupid. Because we both have enough fuel to supply ourselves, and we're too ignorant yeah. to do it. And that's because of our leadership. But that's a whole other. Now, that's politics. Um the fact of the matter is, if 
this escalates more and all of a sudden something does happen and Ovechkin doesn't um, get the chance to chase this, it, it, it's, it's, it hurts this league. It hurts Ovechkin. Yeah. It hurts even Gretzky. I don't think he would want to, you know, retain his record in, in that way. Um, right. It's just, it's, it's, a, it's a crazy situation. Um, I got a question though. Like who is like a, 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 who do you think is a player that like is newer in the league that, could chase for that record when it's all said and done. I, I think it's Matthews. No, I don't know. I don't know. We I, I don't like know. It, like if Matthews continues on this pace, 40, 45, 50 gold every year, and he's been in the league for four five years. <laughs> but when it's all said and done, say he plays twenty years, he's gonna be up there. Well, let's 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 put it down here though. Here's the first thing you gotta look at. Gretzky played fourteen hundred and eighty seven games. Yager played 1,700 games. Gordie Howell played 1,700 games. That in itself is amazing. And I just don't know in today's day and age how many guys are going to be that sustainable that long. Yeah. That's probably more of the question. Do I think Matthews is... That makes Ovechkin even more impressive because, I mean, he's what, like 34, 35, and he's still blowing pucks past goalies? Yeah. He's played twelve hundred thirty-five goals already. Like he's he has thirty-four goals in fifty-five games. He's on pace for probably fifty goals again. Yeah, I mean he's never gonna. He hasn't scored fifty in like five years. No one's catching the points. No one's catching Gretzky's points. No, I mean fuck. You can take no. away his assists. He's still the all-time leader in points. <laughs> yeah. His. Oh no, sorry. You can take away all of his goals. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. He's still the all-time leader in points. Yeah. Which is nuts. Yeah. Um I don't know. I I just I'm really curious to see how this plays out. Um I don't know. I just looked at this as such a huge positive for the league here and it's going to be a while still. He's 100 goals yeah. away, but I mean like in 3 years I thought it was just going to be dynamic watching that. And uh I hope this this situation doesn't doesn't rob NHL fans or Alexander Ovechkin from that from that chase. Let's talk about another crazy situation in the league, and that's the Chicago Blackhawks, and we're not talking about their turmoil or their problems because we've already talked about that. But let's talk about the hiring of Kyle Davidson as their permanent general manager. I love how they put permanent general manager. What the hell does that mean? He's not getting fired ever, or what does that, what does that well, mean? Well, no, because he was an interim. <laughs> I know, but you know what I'm saying. It's like, Well, so much for, the, uh, so much for that search they did. Kind of the same thing that Vancouver did. I mean, I, I think that Patrick Alvey and Vancouver was the candidate all along, and they went through all his process, and they well, ended up hiring Rutherford's guy. It's just like wow. I think just all they have to do now, is all these le- all these teams have to do now, is buy time to get all their background checks in order. I mean, you can't hire anybody yeah. anymore. I mean, it's it's got to be background after background after background check because well, after with what happened in Chicago. 2010 like they had to take their time a little bit you know i don't know he's a in three days in office and he's changing all kinds of different personnel and stuff and i don't i'm not saying that's a bad thing i think that's probably a good thing in chicago but um where where it becomes interesting is where do the changes stop and let's talk about player personnel mark andre Fleury. um informed the chicago chicago blackhawks that he did not want to be dealt at the trade deadline um they had a gentleman yeah i guess that's what's been reported out of chicago they said they had a that they had a gentleman's agreement 
when he was traded from Vegas to Chicago that he would uh, that he'd be there. And the Blackhawks organization said that they intend to honor that agreement um, despite uh, a change in management since of that agreement. Um, I, I don't know that Mark Andre Fleur is going anywhere unless he has a a, a change of heart. Um, well, um, that's all up to Fleur if he wants to chase a cop again. Exactly. If he wants to chase a cop again, he'll probably get moved. Probably. Probably. Yeah. But Jonathan Tays came out this week and said, in my heart, I feel like I haven't played my best hockey in my career. I'm just fighting for my health and to find a way for my body to cooperate and get back to the level I know I can play at. Trying to push that short of that sort of thing is a, l- a little bit longer. Um, is this something where Jonathan Tays uh, physically can't do it anymore and ends up on long-term IR and plays it out from there? I, I don't know. I hope not because he's one of my favorite players to watch in the league. Me too. Um, Me too. But, I mean, you hear reports that Colorado sniffing around Patrick Kane. It's that like, was my cool. next thing on my list. Uh, do, you, do you think something like that could happen? I mean... Colorado wouldn't be asking if they couldn't fit him in somehow. Well, there would have to be some serious cap retention. Not, or just salary involved going the other way. Like maybe like Eric Johnson, six mil goes the other way. And Yeah, like, why would Chicago take that though? Well, you, you take Eric Johnson, you get more picks and prospects. Or how and about you just say, I retain half of it, and here you go, and now I get the picks and prospects, and yeah, I have to deal with Eric Johnson. Years are on that, I mean, I'm not taking Eric Johnson. It doesn't make sense for them. Let me see. Hold on. Teams. I, I just, why, why would you, when, when you can just retain and not have that turd sitting uh, in your... Yeah, fuck, they only got this year and next year, so yeah, they could retain half. You know? I don't know. It's crazy to me. It's crazy to me that Patrick Cade's thirty three years old. <laughs> I know, like he's not. Is is he still scores? I he he still scores. Yeah, uh, I didn't. I thought he had like four years left. Colorado's been p- poking around on J T. Miller too. Yeah, well, I mean, and they threw the name Bowen Byram out there. Like nobody's going to take Bowen Byram when he's comp contemplating retirement and has had four concussions in a year like if Boren Byram was healthy there's no way he'd be in trade talks no there's no way you would trade a defenseman like that so it's just like yeah you can throw him out there all you want in trade rooms nobody's gonna take Boren Byram when he may, might never play hockey again which would be terrible because he's 20 21 years old yeah. and he's a and he's a terrific player like that's some scary stuff I mean obviously you saw Crosby and stuff go through concussions and I mean, it take it takes its time to figure itself out. The brain's a kind of a, a tricky thing, right? So, um, yeah, I, I I wouldn't trade Byram because I think it, like once if he does get over these concussions, he's gonna step right in and be a top four guy for like right behind Devon Taze and McCarr. Like he's he's that good. So I don't know. I'm gonna bring up another topic about the Blackhawks, and this is a topic that I kind of hate, but. It would aggravate the shit out of me, but it's still relevant. Um, with everything in the negativeness in, the, in Chicago and the backlash from their fan base and the backlash from the hockey world, I guess, is now the time to just swallow your pride, change the name from Blackhawks to Hawks, 
tweak the logo just to be feathers, um, clean house and get rid of Taze and Kane and, and everything that reminds you of 2010 and uh, hit a reset button and uh, be the most public team in, in hockey and, and just really be transparent as can be and uh, try to build this from youth up and, uh, and start fresh. Yeah, I, don't know I can't even believe to. I'm saying that, but I, that's I, going to be the that's going to be the a big topic in with this new GM, right? I mean, he has to make a decision. Um, do you just sell everything and 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 uh, kind of rebuild here, or like I don't think this core has another run in them. No, like like the, the, the fact. But that how they much gave uh, Seth Jones half mil? It's but with, oh, but that's already but it but it's done though. Like you can't do anything about that now. But the ownership, I know that. But, but with the way ownership is, are they even going to allow their GM to even make decisions? You know what I mean? Like you know how that is. Yeah. Like I are they even going to yeah. allow it? I mean, I just, well, I mean, this? if you do decide to trade Patrick Kane and Jonathan Taze, you'll get a lot for them, and that will really kickstart your rebuild. And then you got. Some young picks. How much? Hey, you're going to get a lot. Brinkett to build around. You're getting a lot. Seth for- Jones is Seth Jones is at an age where by the time you're done your rebuild, he'll be still a good defenseman. It's just like I don't know. I, okay. But but in order, you got to if you want to go full rebuild, you trade Kane for sure. Well, yeah, but you're going to get a return there. How much of a return you get a are you getting for form? Jonathan Tays? We'll see. I don't know. Like it depends. It depends. What he has left, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. But you'll get a shit ton for Kane. Absolutely, you get a ton. Like I'm like two first round picks and top prospects. Yeah, I don't know. It's going to be really interesting to see what you get, happens. You got him this year and next year. Yeah. Obviously, you'll have some cap gymnastics to go, to go around with that because he's making ten and a half million bucks. But yeah, more um, more gymnastics than most teams can do. Yeah. Especially the teams that would could really use him right now. Yeah. All right, let's go around the league with a with a bunch of different uh, topics that had me thinking hockey this week. John Cooper ejected from the game the other night. Uh, can you tell me when the last time a, a, an NHL coach was tossed? I actually looked it up. It was Did John you? Cooper. No, it wasn't. No, it no? wasn't. Rick Bonus. Nope. San Jose Sharks, Pete DeBoer in November of 2018. No, he, I swear, I swear, Cooper so uh, got ejected last year. No, I just, I just, I did research on it today. Are you sure? Yep. And yeah, West, I mean, Wes, fact check you on that. And Wes McCauley was the ref that tossed him too. <laughs> And they were talking about it on NHL radio the other day too. So interesting, but the Cooper got tossed in the second period. There was a little skirmish that broke out between Pittsburgh and Tampa Bay in the second period. And, and Cooper just didn't let up, man. He just kept going and talking and talking and talking and talking. And, uh, yeah, yeah he, it is 2018. You're he, right. he gets, uh, he gets, check, yeah. he gets the toss. And, uh, I don't know. I, 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 and the reason I brought this up is I, I wanted to know, why do you think it's not as common in in pro hockey as you see it in junior well hockey. because the refs just give it right back to the coaches true 
if, if a ref tell, if a coach tells a ref to f off, he'll tell them to f off right back. Like you, you, you see the refs mic'd up. They they tell the players to f off, and like they they don't care. You don't mm-hmm. give a shit. Yeah. So Cooper must have said something like something serious to like for him to get booted. They said something about it, and, and I, I don't know. I was just listening to another talk radio on, on the NHL network, and they said that he said something about Pittsburgh being America's team, and everything goes their way because they're America's team, and. Um, uh, they they were also saying too that um, Cooper wanted to maybe push the envelope because if these two teams meet in the playoffs again, sometimes referees linger that hey I got to give this guy a little longer leash or this team a little longer leash. He went to bat for his team, and I, I don't know. We'll see what happens with that. But kind of interesting. Are the Winnipeg Jets dead? Blake, are they dead? They're seven points out of a wild card spot. Sad. It really is. They lost um, to Dallas, and then they had four straight losses prior to that with Colorado, Dallas, Calgary, Edmonton. Did they not just lose again today? Oh, did they? I didn't think they played today. I did uh, not think they played today. Yeah. I don't think they guys. played. They didn't play today. Connor. Yeah, Hall. they lost to the Rangers 4-1. Okay, well, add another one to the list, and, and that pretty much finalizes a nail and it's not a nail in the coffin now i wouldn't say finalizes a nail but it's like if if vancouver keeps winning it's it's gonna make it a lot a lot tougher hellebuck has been not good shifley has fallen out of grace in winnipeg um they're a bright spot though ehlers is back after 19 game injury absence and uh i don't know if you if you're if you're winnipeg right now and you determine the point where you're pass gone which i think is right now um well i think they trade andrew cobb at the deadline or do you try to okay i I thought that too blake or do you try to re-sign him and trade a shifley kind of pull the back door one because cop's going to be a little less money and i think you're going to get more out of cop long term oh hell no you think cop's going to produce more in shifley no no I'm not saying more points, but I think for the price tag, per, Why, cause, production cause Tampa, per dollar. Because Tampa gave up a first for Gaudreau? No, I'm just saying Andrew Kopp's a good player. That you're going to be able to get at a much better price tag than Shifley. And and Shifley's going to bring you a much better return than Andrew Kopp is going to bring you. I, I, I would still trade Kopp because I don't think they're going to be able to resign him unless you trade now, a maybe. player with or, well, or and, and cop might not cop might just say i'm not signing a winnipeg so like, oh, like so, let me just so whatever their, uh, right let me look at uh their cap situation here so they have to resign pierre luc dubois he's an rfa paul stansney andrew cop vaselinen uh let's see value and eric Comrie. so they need a backup goalie and they only they have eleven point seven million cap and Dubois, like maybe they trade Dubois. No, you don't think so? No, he's just finally coming on. Yeah, but like, no, you don't trade him. You, he's you don't coming on. Him. Okay, he's coming on. He, he takes seven of your eleven million dollars of cap. Yeah, that's why you 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 can't get rid of him. You gave up too much to get him. Well. Not well, not really. I mean, Patrick Lyon is not going to re-sign there anyway. Still, 
I, I don't know. I I don't know. I don't see that. Ha- I don't see that happening. I don't think Cop's going to resign because he's he's going to get more than what he's making three point seven five. Yeah. So I I think I think you trade him. I think you trade Paul Stastny to a contender at the deadline that will take him. Um. You maybe try and move. Uh, trying to think here. Um, that's a that's it. That's really it. Did you see Stastny the, and Cop? Did you see the Jets game this week? They are the first team in NHL history to blow a four goal lead, yet still end up winning the game by four plus goals. They're also the first team ever to score four straight goals, allow four straight goals, and score four straight more. Who is that against? Oh, Arizona? Yeah, that sounds right. I'm guessing on that, but I think it was Arizona. Is that not unreal? Yeah. Oh, crazy. Goalies for sale. There's no goalies for sale. It seems like it was a year or two. Me and you talked on this show about the abundance of number one goalies that. Oh yeah, that was free agency. That couldn't find homes. I mean, there just wasn't homes for. Now you have teams like Vegas, Edmonton, Toronto, Boston, Washington, all hinting that they need goalie upgrades. Ah, Boston will be fine. I think Boston will be fine too. But there was still talk about it, though. There was talk about it. Yeah, and. uh, there's no goalies out there that are going to fill these voids. There's no better upgrades in my mind. Um, we'll yeah, go- it's a bunch of like it's a bunch of lateral moves. Like yeah, somebody could bring in a James Reimer or a, like that would be a lateral move. Or yep, they're all uh, lateral. I looked at every one of them. I mean, the only one that's not lateral is, is Flurry. Yeah. Yep, and so. who knows what happens there. Corpusalo, I thought maybe wouldn't be yeah, maybe. he wouldn't be lateral for Edmonton. He'd be an upgrade. It's not, he hasn't been very good this year. Though. I know. That's what I'm saying. It still might even be lateral. I don't know. Yeah. But there's no one really available at deadlines, and I don't know. Do you think any of these teams pull the trigger and get a goalie? Well, I mean, Leaf fans are just are just disheveled right now at Campbell. I mean, oh, I just, they, you I go understand. you go on Twitter; he's the number one trend in Twitter right now. They 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 running him right out the door, just like they ran old, just uh, like they ran old Anderson out the door. They run everybody out the door. Works. They're just they they have they're just ruthless. They're they're just ruthless. It's funny how that works. So it's like you let Anderson go, and yeah, he had his injury problems, and and yeah, he kind of struggled in the playoffs. But I mean, like. Look what he's doing in Carolina right now. He is yeah. the best save percentage in the NHL. Uh-huh. Shocker to none, not me. I I, I thought it was, I I thought the Leafs made a huge mistake there. We both did. And, and, and Campbell was great. He was he had an yeah. all star first half, but it, like after the after the all star break, this guy is just falling right off the table here. It's like what is going on? It is. Uh, it's crazy uh but let's just go game by game here for old campbell he allowed five goals against vancouver five goals against detroit four against columbus five against st louis five against calgary three three five five three five okay <laughs> okay but i'm gonna i'm gonna throw something at you though some of that gets pinned on the team oh 100 percent it does you don't 100%. you don't have goalies letting in. I mean his save percentage would have to be at freaking point seven five for it to be his fault completely. Like his team is not helping him. They think in Toronto no. that they do, but they don't. 
You yeah. want to see a team help their goalie. You go look at freaking well, they, Calgary. They missed, they missed look Muzzin at, badly. But their their forwards don't help going back. This is no. that this team is not playing as a team. No. Teams don't allow five, 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 six, five, four, three, two, five. That's not a team. Yeah. That's not a team working together in a system. No. It just, uh, it just, it's not. It's, it's going to be interesting to see what they do at the deadline. Do they go and get a defense with all that cap space? Do they go trade for a Ford? Which, if they trade for a Ford, I think that'd be a huge mistake. <laughs> yeah. They have to go get a D. Yeah. Them and Ed. You have to go get like a Chikrin or, or a Klingberg or something. Yeah. They got to do something on the back end. Ah, and then and then, and then, they, and then you got to you got to find a goalie next year. <laughs> Where Hello might not be the guy? Where are you going to find one? You're not. You're not finding. I have to overpay for Flurry. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Los Angeles Kings on the move, man. They're up to second place in the Pacific, 69 points, 8-2 and 0 in their last 10. This team's been good. The yeah, only really thing, listen to this though. I looked at their wins, their their recent wins. Mm-hmm. They came against Buffalo, Columbus, the Islanders, Anaheim, Arizona, Arizona, and Vegas. Yeah. And they're getting a lot of like fairly easy they're, schedule. They're overachieving like their depth, guys. It's crazy. Like I wonder if this team can hold on to this. Like Victor Arvidsson has 38 points in 50 games. Kempe has 36. Like, Dino has 16 goals. Last year he had three. Mm-hmm. Trevor Moore has been really good. That's how Arvidsson, Moore, and Dino line, like, statistically, I think it, I looked at stats, it might be the best line in the NHL. Oh, God, give me a break. Calgary's no, no, first of, line like, is. In terms of chances allowed, I don't think they've been on the ice for an even strength goal allowed all year. Uh, no Which way. is crazy. There's no way all year. That's pretty... no, I'm serious. You better fact check yourself on that one, Blake. I'm serious. You better fact check yourself. The Minnesota Wild, though, what's going on with them? They're falling to third in the Central, 67 points, 3-7-0 and in their last 10. They lost to Buffalo, Calgary, Calgary, Toronto, Ottawa, Florida, and Winnipeg. Well, losing to some good teams. What? Calgary and Calgary, yes, I'll give you that. Florida, yes, but Toronto, they lost. Well, Toronto, what do you mean? Ottawa, Winnipeg, Buffalo. I don't know. Yeah. It's I, this team. I like. I like Minnesota. I've I've said it all year. I like this team. I just I don't know. And I know every team goes through stretches. Every team in the league has went through stretches of losses. They have maybe not Colorado, but every every team has. Um. I don't know. Colorado is 12, 23, 3 and 3 at home. Mm-hmm. Yeah. One of their losses was last night. Yeah. Speaking of last night, are people in this league starting to wake up to Elias Lindholm? No, not really. Why? No, he's been a good player. What do you mean? Like, <laughs> he's, did he not do this last year? No, not at this level. He's, I mean, he's 17th in the league in scoring. Like, He's got 57 points in 54 games. He's yeah, a, 27 goals, 36. Yeah, he's a first-line player. He's a good player. Fifth, or plus 42, which is second in the NHL. 
The guy can do it all. He single-handedly freaking created that overtime winner last night. Okay, well, Brad, last year he had 47-56, so don't act like surprised that he's doing this. Like, yeah. He had 78 and 81, 54 and 70, 47 and 56. Yeah, 57, but how come 54? nobody recognizes Elias Lindholmer on this league? What do you mean nobody recognizes? They don't. He gets it's no like he, it's publicity. It's not like he's one of the most underrated players in the NHL. Oh, he's they know in, who he is. He's gets, he should be the Selkie winner for sure this year, but he won't be. I, I'd have to look at, at the metrics defensively and stuff, but <laughs> like... He, the, I can tell you right now who will win the, the Selkie this year. I can tell you right now. Who? Patrice Bergeron. Because yeah, he's won it before, and he gets it every fucking year. Well, it, dude, it was the same thing with Datsuk. I know. It's not right. But I don't think that Lindholm's getting any recognition in this league at all. If this guy was playing in Toronto, we'd have him names slammed down our throats so bad that we wouldn't even... Right? Yeah. You know how the Toronto market is. I'm just saying that he's he's been a good player for the last three years, so I'm not really surprised. What are you doing? (laughs) Well, he's a hell of a value, too. At the price tag they got him at. Yeah. He is a hell of a value. What is that, five mil? Four and a half? Four and a half. He's a hell of a a value. Are you ready for three questions? I guess. It's time for three questions. Blake, so oh, enthused. Can't wait to hear these questions. Yeah, Blake, so enthused. He's pouting now. Can't wait to hear these questions. All right. You ready? Yep. Question number, question number one. Before we'll preface this, all is there about your favorite team? Everybody knows oh, Blake's favorite I, I, team. I knew it. Is the Vancouver Canucks. Yeah. Donkey. Question number one. What are three words that best describes the Vancouver Canucks? Uh, resilience. Um, lately, compete. <laughs> um, He's got to preface his words. Lately, like in the last 10 games. Uh, and inconsistent, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, I would say inconsistent. My words for the Canucks would be inconsistent, alive, tighten up on the back end, and you're going to be good. <laughs> ah, it's easier said than done, though, Brad. I know, I know. But I told you this Canucks team six weeks ago, I said they're not gone, and you said they're gone. I said, no, they're not gone. I didn't say but it was borderline. Yeah, they were gone. You, They were gone in your mind. All right, question number two. What is something about your favorite team that annoys you? Tyler Myers. <laughs> okay, that's good. I agree. The, cha- the chaos draft himself. Yeah. God, he just like, he's, he plays, sometimes he plays so good. It's like, oh my, this guy's doing good. And there's other times it's like, what is this guy doing? Oh, man, he's at a couple moments where I just start laughing. But yeah, the, the, I have to go with Tyler Myers. Or, or Patterson. Or when Patterson just doesn't shoot the puck on the power plane as one timer side. Yeah. That actually drives me insane. Question number three. What are your expectations for the remainder of this year 
And more importantly, what are your expectations for this team next year? I, I can't even answer that question because I have no idea what Rutherford and Alvin are going to do. Nobody does. Are they going to trade Bess? Are going to trade Miller? Are they going to trade like Horvat or something? I don't know. It's just like the, the, the thing is they went on this road trip, right? They picked up a win in New York. They picked up a win, two wins in New York. They got blown out by New Jersey, 7-2, and they respond by being the Leafs on the road. They were 3-1 and one on that trip. Now they go home for seven straight home games. So, like Bruce Brujo said, when the when the sun is shining, well, you got to make K when the sun's shining. And seven straight home games, that it's your time. Yeah. We're going to see what... We're going to see what team the Canucks are over these next seven games because they're at home. There's no excuses for bad starts. There's no excuses for being on the road and stuff like that. So, I mean, you take a look at their schedule. They got Montreal on Wednesday. Should be a winnable game, right? Washington on Friday. Then you got Tampa on Sunday. Another winnable game against New Jersey. You got a winnable game against Detroit. Then you got Calgary. Then you got a winnable game against Buffalo. And then and then. Then you go to Colorado, Minnesota, Dallas, St. Louis. So, like, there's – it's going to be an interesting stretch. I don't know. When do you – But, like, it, it, it's actually insane, though, how Bruce Boudreau is 20 wins, eight losses, five overtime losses with the same roster that Travis Green had. What, what does that say about the players that just didn't want to play for him anymore? Is that not bad, though, Blake? Is that not piss you off? It's bad, but it's just like it's interesting how he has the exact same roster he's eight and he's had so much more success. I know, but how long before those same guys say, Well, I'm tired of playing for Go Bruce and uh I, I don't know. You know what I'm saying though? Pisses yeah. me off when teams do that. And don't worry, my team's done that a hundred times too. But it's just like God, Michael, come on. Like, well, it's hard to quit on Sutter though. Well, he won't let you. He'll fucking kill you. He'll just fucking kick you off. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that something? You don't want to play for me? All right, we'll get somebody else in here. <laughs> That's crazy. All right, listener question. We got a special one this week, Blake. This is cool. This is some cool shit here. I shouldn't say that word. You know why? Because Brody McEwen, an eight-year-old kid from St. Cloud, Minnesota, sent us a question. What? Yeah. So I feel bad now. Stop swearing. Yeah, it's you. All right, mm-hmm. but thanks for listening, Brody. I know you you said you in your in your in your email that your dad and you listen to the show, and that's that, that's pretty cool. And uh, I'm gonna I, I got I got some info when I I'm gonna send you some hockey cards for uh, for listening to the show for us. But I love your question, and uh, it's a cool question. Question is, where is your favorite location in the hockey arena to watch a game? And I have mine. I, I, I've tried watching games from all different areas of the. Uh, I've, I've I've kind of been all around the arena, and obviously I don't I don't like going in to Winnipeg. The, in Winnipeg, very top row. <laughs> Nosebleeds in Winnipeg because it's so small and it's not even that high up. Perfect. No, I know, but you know I upper think, deck Winnipeg in Calgary. Ah, <laughs> uh, boy, not upper deck. Um, I'm just talking in a in normal Calgary, arena. Uh, Calgary middle deck 
first row. You can see the jumbotron. You can see the whole ice. I um, I still think um I love I love fifteen rows up behind the penalty box because you're looking at the benches then. Um, I know it's prime time dollars and, and it's good, but but then I got a lot of. Buddies. I don't mind sitting lower. I don't mind sitting lower bowl in the corner. Like about, I got a lot of buddies that, that love that lower bowl corner. I I went to when I was in lower uh, bowl corner where your favorite team attacks twice. Yep, I was at the Nassau. Like my last NHL game, I went to. I sat. Uh, what was it seven rows up from Price? It was pretty cool. You done? Are you? Can I? Can I get a sentence in? Here? Sorry, cut you off there. I'm. Uh, I I watched the Penguins and Islanders play about fifteen rows up in the corner. That was pretty cool at the Nassau. Um, I don't know. I, I did watch a game once. I was the first row in Vancouver behind the bench. I don't That's, like that. It sucks. It's awful. You can't see. You can't see. No, it sucks. Yeah, it sucks. You're watching the game from off jumbotron. Pretty much. Pretty much. You're watching the game from the jumbotron. So I don't know. Brody, go to a game. See if your dad can unload the wallet and get you about 14 rows up behind the penalty box so you can watch the players in the bench. And you know what? Enjoy the hell out of it because you're getting screwed over as a kid. Um, It used to be affordable to be able to go to games, and now it's it's not even really affordable, so it's really tough. So um, when you get the chance to go, like, get good seats and and really have a good time with it. But, uh, yeah, thanks for the question. All right, Blake. We're back next week on a regular Monday night show, which is a good thing because we're creatures of habit, right? We like to do this on Monday night. And next week, we're previewing the NHL trade deadline as uh, it is getting closer and closer every single week. Check us out on our YouTube channel at Inside Edge Hockey Media Group. Get on over to Apple Podcasts. Rate, review, subscribe to the Debate Hockey Podcast. Check us out on debatehockey.com. Enjoy this week's hockey action, and uh, yeah, join us next week for another hour of Hockey Talk. Get connected to the Debate Hockey Podcast on all forms of social media. Follow the show on Twitter at Debate Hockey, and follow the hosts on Twitter at Brad Brood and at Friars underscore Blake. The Debate Hockey Podcast can also be found on Facebook. And check out the podcast website for all the current and archived shows at debatehockey.com. Get connected, stay connected for insight, opinions, and yes, controversy. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of the Debate Hockey Podcast with your hosts Brad Brood and Blake Friars. For more great content and to stay up to date, check out debatehockey.com and on Twitter at debatehockey. We'll catch you next time. This episode of the Debate Hockey Podcast was copyrighted and produced by the Inside Edge Hockey Media Group.